In today's show, we're going to catch up after a bit of a hiatus of a couple of weeks. There's a lot of Porsche talk to do. Welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. Hello, Ajmal. Long time, no talk. I know. It's been a while. It feels like it's been ages. And uh, it's, it's so bitterly cold over here. So it's the weather is totally changed. It feels like a different season since I last spoke to you. How are you doing? Steamy. We've had a fairly consistent length of pleasant weather, as you'd expect this time of the year. There's no need for me to rub is my it, uh, life, Perth lifestyle into your miserable British lifestyle. Well, it's not miserable. It was for a while. As you know, I'm back into the whole corporate thing. You, you mean and work. Yeah, that's right. Work, yes. And... <laughs> So I make it sound like, you know, I've taken up a new hobby. It's not. It's not. And it, I had to commute into London and it was the, the kind of one of the first client meetings that I did. And I came out of the house at 7.30 in the morning. It was dark. It was raining. I was wearing my white Converse. I, I walked probably 100 metres down the road, and I got splashed by a car. Oh, is, this, was this, is this the trench foot story? This is the trench foot story. And then it happened twice more. Oof. Similar kind of thing. So wearing you know, to work. All day. Exactly. And then someone said to me, uh, why don't you take a spare, pair of socks with you in your bag? And I thought, why the hell didn't I think of that? That's why they're paid the big <laughs> bucks. Exactly. Um, it wasn't. It was uh, one of the mums from school who said that. <laughs> oh, you said white and, converse? Uh, so, these are my white converse, yeah. What do you think about this for a new white garment? Heck you out. Oh, my God. Sorry, you, just you better tell the listeners. listeners. Uh, Mark is wearing a Porsche Talk branded T-shirt. I've wow. started experimenting with some merch. Does that mean we need to give some away? I'll, uh, we will work on that, but let's talk about that a bit later. But when you said white shoes, I thought, ooh, white shoes, I've got a white shirt on. Well, they're not white anymore, obviously. The shirt still is. <laughs> yeah, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, 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 how are the beige Converse going, by the way, <laughs> after they've been to the washing machine? They've... They have been through the washing machine, and you know what? They're never quite the same once they've been through the washing machine. I had a school. Right. I just, right. I've got a beautiful had a lovely pair of powder blue and white vans that I wore to a school social event the other day, and where I got bailed up by a mother who may have overconsumed the uh, red grape juice. And then proceeded to point and talk and with this glass full of said grape juice that then found its way out of the glass onto my foot. And they've never recovered either, even after the washing machine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she blew chunks over your... No, no. Hands. You know what? It wouldn't make any difference, Ajmal. Still... <laughs> the shoes are still wrecked. So what do you do? The, um, we should talk cars. We should talk Porsche. We should talk... Actually, what else have you been doing? You've been working. Well, work on the house would have stopped. I've been working. I've been I've been working, but to, but today today I did something that 
sends me into a rage. And it was. So, you know, our, I'm sorry for everybody who's waiting for us to talk about Porsches, but, um, but our daily wagon, it's a 2009 Audi A3 and it's really old. Let me guess, you said sent you in a rage. Did you wash it? No, okay. no, I did not. No, 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 no. So it's, you know, I, I want to kind of not future-proof it, but get it up to spec in terms of service and things like that. So it's been serviced, cam belt, water pump, sure. tires, pads, all of these Oof, things. And then I realized that, yeah, and I, then I realized that both the Porsche, uh, the 911, and this Audi have run out of MOT. Like they're two days apart, totally forgot, and a week's gone by, and then I think, oh, they've both run out. So I booked the Audi in straight away because that's the one that we use all the time. And the very next time I drive it, a bulb has gone on the headlight. And is it easy to change? No, it is not. You need the hands of a very small child to be able to reach in there. I had to do it in my wife's VW Tiguan. I bet it's exactly the same headlight assembly. Like you take off the cover at the back and when you reach in, you're up to your elbow into this light assembly, but the hole to do it's about the size of a shot glass that you've got to get through. <laughs> you need, look, exactly. you need hands of a child or creepily long fingers. My knuckles are shredded. Yeah, yeah. And the funny way it clips it and turns in, right? Add that to the equation. Yes, it's about two degrees outside. So at mm. first I think, you know what? Oh, your cold hand is perfect for this job. Yep. Yeah. So I then, I take the cover has already fallen off off the back of the, you know, oh, the yeah, okay. round plastic mm-hmm. cover. So I take that off and I think, easy. And the bulb has somehow exploded and fallen out. So I, I think, easy. Pull the bulb out and there's a clip that locates the bulb, mm-hmm. a metal one. And it falls off the holder and it oh. goes straight down into a void under the chassis and the bumper. In that between will rattle there. for eternity. So, well, it won't locate without it. So I have to, luckily, I have one of those, you know, telescopic uh, magnet things. So I'm rummaging around in there for ages, get that. And I think, you know, thank fuck for that. So I put the clip back, <laughs> I put the bulb in, shove the bulb in. How do I reach in to just give it a, like a quarter twist? No. And you can reach it really easily, but your fingers don't go in to grab it because it's just, there's no space. Yes. So I just, and it wasn't located in there anyway. So I just shove it in there. So it's pointing in the right direction. Like put the cover on top after I've shredded my knuckles. Then I'll go to the other one because I bought two. Of course, so you bought a boy pair, so they look the same yeah. color at least, right? Yeah. So I, I, I do the other one. The other one isn't located either. It's just shoved in there because obviously someone else has tried to do it with normal yeah. hands. <laughs> you must have found terrible headlights in this car. I know. So now it's going for an MOT in the morning and I've got to hope that the bulbs don't fall out going from my house to the MOT station. So, fix the bulbs. Your wife's got to drive this car in the dark. Oh, I know, but I've got to, I've got to go to the garage and say, can you fix it? Because then I went, I, I looked online thinking, how do you replace the bulbs on this? And everybody, every video that came up on YouTube, the light was already off the car. You need to do funny fingers to the get lights. I, I couldn't do it. So the light, the light, all of these videos, they go, oh, yeah, you remove this cover, you stick your hand in it and twist it, and, and you go, but you've, dude, you've taken the light out of the car. Of course, I could do it if it was sat on my lap or on a table. So, and then, and then, so I then Google, how do you take the headlights out? Yes. And 
it's got three kind of torque screws, which I go, oh, easy, I can see those. And but you have to remove the bumper to actually remove the light yeah. from the yeah. actual housing. So I, I, at that point, I thought this was supposed to be like a really quick thing that I did in my lunch lunch time from work. Classic. I was supposed to eat as well, but no, I just came back to do my conference call with bleeding knuckles. Yeah, looking like you've been street fighting during your lunch break. Exactly. And it was just, you know, when someone said to me, what happened to your knuckles? And I went, first rule of Vite Club. No, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Need some soap? <laughs> well, it's it's going to the garage tomorrow, so hopefully they're going to sort that out. But but in other news, yes. of stuff that I've been up to, or stuff that I haven't been up to, um, since I last spoke to you, which is quite a long time ago. A couple of weeks. Yeah, I've only driven the 911 once. So and that was where I had to force myself to drive it. For listeners, please don't turn off now thinking you're uh, dealing with uh, someone who uh, can be charged with fraud for imposter, being an imposter of a Porsche owner. <laughs> now, look, I understand, Ajmal, with the weather and everything you've got going on there. Plus, you know, you're still, come, you're still coming to terms with the idea that, you know, a balanced lifestyle of family and Porsche ownership and work. Okay, so uh, yes. you'll get there. But it's that. Because the thing is, if I could, I went out with my wife for lunch, which was quite nice. Um, so we thought, no, let's take it. And then I thought, oh, you know, what? it's not making a great, because, you know, the brakes are done. It's had a service. I should be using it way more. But it's coming up for, to the MOC tomorrow. Uh, on Thursday, it's going for an MOC. So two days from now, it's Tuesday today. And once that's done, fingers crossed, it'll fly through. I will use it more because the thing is for work. I, I travel by train because I go into London. Sure. But if I was traveling to a client site anywhere else or to mm. a, a meeting or whatever it might be anywhere else, then I would take it and I would make use of it. But at the moment, it's just not getting used. And I, I really need to use it. Because every time you go back to it and the tire pressures are off and whatnot. And and if anybody can help me with this, I I got drenched the last time I drove it because it had been sat there for so long. And I don't know if it's condensation because it's sat in the sun in the winter. But the, the the sun visor, there's pool of water. So when I'm driving, it's dropping, dripping onto my right thigh. So my right trouser leg was drenched by the time I got to where I was going and I got out. So I'm starting to think either the sunroof channel's blocked and it's all pooling up there, or it's just condensation. So I don't know. I'll find out next time. Definitely not time. condensation. You sure? If it's dripping constantly, it, it was condensation. It drip when you weren't in the car. Is there is this carpet wet under it? No. So the water no. has come up when you the car's in motion because the water's moving in that space yeah. or something. I reckon it's blocked. I reckon it is. Yeah. But the, you don't want an air hose I mean, blow it out because of the uh, that little plastic tube that goes from the um, tray will get blown off and then it'll just run down the inside of your yeah. a pillar or something silly like that. You know. Yep. So there's 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 quite a bit of moss growing on that seal. Um, so yeah, I might have to just like, suck it up and give it a wash. I just can't even for the life of me comprehend why anyone would buy a car with a sunroof. Um well I don't I don't open it apart from when I have to put a Christmas tree in it. Or and, timber. Or timber. And it's it opens really slowly. 
probably because it's never used. So the oh, moose is struggling to make it turn. The, if there's moss on the seal, there's probably other things in there as well. Yes, there, there's a very good chance of that. So, so you heard it here first, listeners. Ashmal is going to open his sunroof to attempt to clean and sort this out. The motor will burn out. It'll be jammed halfway open, halfway closed. He doesn't have a garage. And the interior of the car is going to deteriorate in the lead up to this coming summer due to being flooded. I do have a car cover. Yeah, but that'll end up you know, bought... getting flogged. Well, I bought that for the Boxster. Yeah, how, how well yeah, did that protect the Boxster's interior? Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. yeah um, but... But, you know, it is a health feel like this feels like the start of a sad so, story. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Don't anyway, ever open tell me, it what have you been up to? <laughs> a lot. What, a what lot. have you been up to? Because I feel like you've been to, because it's summer, you've been to shows, driving yeah, your cars, mm-hmm. doing stuff. Um, I won't go in date order, but yes, uh, the last week I was in Canberra which is the other side of Australia for listeners, also the capital city. They had to build one because Melbourne and Sydney couldn't decide where the capital city was going to be, and um, which is really like visiting the Truman Show, and I'm just starting to suspect I may be the main character. And whilst uh, I was there, before I left, I dropped the GT4 in to get PPF done on the front bumper and bonnet of the car. It, it had it before I bought the car, but the Porsche Centre removed it because of how hammered it was from the previous owner. So rather than have to repaint or do anything like that because they had the PPF, they just removed the PPF and the paint looks amazing underneath, right? But there's yep. PPF on the guards, the front guards as well. So to try and get it all balanced back up, I replace the PPF on the front bumper and the front hood. The main reason being I do want to do some country driving in that car and... We have a lot of road trains and trucks and stuff like that on our roads over here because there's about four roads. And um, <laughs> and uh, we – so I wanted to replace that. So I picked that up yesterday. It took a solid week to do. It's a lot more to PPF than wow. I thought. Uh, what else? Oh, it's booked in for its oil change. Comes up on the dash, gives you a daily count. Then every day, every day you get in the car for 30, for 30 days. Uh Oh, hang on, hang on. About the PPF. Yes. So yes. when they took the old one off, was there a difference in the colour? Because obviously it's very... Oh, between the powerful. Pa- yeah, yeah, it's lots of... Nice. And it, it's old PPF too, because PPF was put on in 2016, at the end of 2016. Oh, wow. So you it would have been... It's, it's a lot of wear. Yep. So what was, what the, was it like? The bonnet and the guards, because the guards had PPF on it and the bonnet didn't when I bought the car. If you had a close look, you said the edge of the PPF, the colour was the same. So it's good quality PPF that was put on the car, clearly, it's, which hasn't been broken down into like a yellow, shade of yellow like you see a lot of early and old PPF uh, on cars. So I was quite fortunate. I'm, I'm sure if that was the case, I would have removed all the PPF at the Porsche Centre. Ah, awesome. And, then, um, and now you've got the dreaded counter, which is kind of a VW standard as well, isn't it, where it counts down the days? Yeah, yeah, but that's, you know, what it is. I'm down, I think I'm down at 19 days, but I'm booked in on day two to go or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it would make any difference. You know, I went over by two years. Yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, what else? Oh, in Now I'll go back to day order. 
we had the Porsche Club concourse event here in Western Australia. Uh, oh, I saw some of that, yes. Two and a half, three weeks ago. I actually did a short video. First video I've done without me in it. Oh, wow. Yes. So it was, I want to say me as in me not having my funny shaped head talking at the viewer. Uh, I was done, I was asked by the Porsche Club to do a short, this is what happened on the day type video. So I did that and just, I could edit in another one, but I just, I couldn't be bothered. So the, um, but anyway, that's up on my channel. If you're interested to see what happened on the day, it's, it was a lovely day. We're very fortunate to have the location we do. Even more fortunate for me because it's about 350 metres from my house. And it's all downhill. So even if the, oh, wow. even if the 356 didn't work, I could have rolled down there. <laughs> um, uh, what else? Then the following week we had an event called Celebration of Motor Car, which is an invite-only classic car show where they show the – what the organiser believes is the best cars in West Australia, and I was fortunate enough to have my 356 invited again to that for the second year in a row. Some oh, amazing, really? amazing motor cars here, Rajmal. It was just like it is. Some, there is some Hollywood stuff. There's only, what, how many have we got there? Eight Porsches out of about 150 oh, wow. cars. Uh, so there's some, oh, but there was about 11 because there were three there as part of like one of the vendors. Uh, displays there's a oh you'd know the brand Swiss Vax actually you might not it's a car detailing product the uh, no I didn't and yeah anyway the distributor for that brand uh, had had three uh, backdate style cars all highly restored Mm -hmm. 911s one of them which may be of interest to you was actually started life as a 912 short wheelbase 912 and Ooh. it is painted Irish green and it is stunning, stunning car. And it's actually uh, share-owned between Joe and Dan Ricardo. No. Yes. So, so it's their personal, uh, you know, air-cooled fun car. Wow. So, yeah, Speaking I've, of Dan I've seen, Ricardo. I've seen, Dan, I've seen Dan driving it a couple of times around Perth when he's back in town. Not flagged him down and said, "Look, Porsche Talk podcast. What are you? What are you playing at?" I uh, I haven't had the opportunity, but I have. I'm. I have a mutual friend who may be able to plant the seed. And let's face ah. it, if we got him on, you'd just be a giggling little girl. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You're not that cool enough I'll, to I'll, pull this off. Eh? I I play cool. Oh. <laughs> I'd style it out. I play cool. You know, mate, all he's gonna, all you're gonna do is talk about skin on chips. I remember what happened with Magnus. All right, <laughs> that was that was a great one, though. Um, but with with Dan Ricardo, so obviously he's he's now back at Red Bull. Yes, the driver for media and promo. You mean, yeah. Well, yeah. So I don't know. We need to lift our I, image. I what like do we need? We need Dan's smile. Yeah, he's but he's he's too good a driver. I mean, I know when he left, there was a little bit of, like you know, Christian Horner kind of saying, "Oh yeah, where's he going to go now?" Like he it, the only way is down kind of thing, which, which is how it kind of played out. But Not kind of Red it's Bull exactly how it played for, out. Well, yeah, I mean, Red Bull are notorious for 
backing one driver hmm. above all of the things like they've been at all. You can't accuse just them of that. Um, Lots of teams have done that. Yeah, that, that is true, Walters I guess. About, about that, yeah. Yeah, and, and even, even Rosberg, when uh, Rosberg and Hamilton came together yep. and everybody just instantly came out and said it was his fault, you know, Toto Wolf, Nicky Lauda, when the actual FIA said, well, it was a racing incident. So, you know, I guess, yes, that is true. But yeah, that the reason he left was he didn't want that toxic kind of environment with, with Max, and he's now back there. Oh, Obviously, we won't ask him too much. We, we won't ask him too much about. We won't ask you too much about that, Dan. Because we know you're listening. Now, the Dan, Dan. Uh, what else was uh, a celebration for motor car? Yeah, there's some stunning cars, incredible. The, I'll just I'll run through some of the Porsches, which were quite nice. There, there was a 992 GT3 Touring in PDS Deep Sea Blue. Never heard of the color before. That's almost mm-hmm. it's a non-metallic. Dark Navy would be the best way to describe it. Had the seat inserts from the 70th, Australian 70th anniversary uh, limited edition car in it as well, which complemented them nicely. Manual, yeah, beautiful car. Big, but beautiful. There's a Speed Yellow 993 Carrera RS, which was Ooh. very nice. Would I ever own a speed yellow car? Don't know. I've never really thought I would. But when I do see speed yellow, for some reason, I associate that colour with 996 Turbo. Is that who's got one? Hasn't, um, from Porsche Gould, Steve's cousin is, or is somebody? His, is his speed yellow? I don't know. I, I just want to... Marcus? I feel like he... Yeah, Mark, Mark, or Marcus, Marco. Marco, there you go. Marco. I feel like his 996 Turbo is yellow. You might not know. Maybe I'm just. I associate Speed Yellow with 996 Turbo. I think back in the day, I remember seeing several 996 Speed Yellow Turbos. Anyway, uh, so that was pretty impressive. There was a, what looked to be just rolled off the showroom floor. Guards Red, 930, about an 87-88 model G50 gearbox with uh, light tan interior, but the plastics were just, oh. they looked brand new and it's a, it was such a special looking car. Wow. And there's that... actually, there's another yellow car, I don't know the name of the yellow, but it was a 991 Carrera T and it had the interior was black with yellow pinstripes in fabric rather than leather. And it was a, the, the interior, it, like, it, in, um, look, I don't mind those cars, but I'd never actually buy one, right? But mm. the interior-exterior combo looked amazing. Oh. So there are a couple oh, of highlight that, Porsches. That is pretty impressive. I don't think I've seen anything impressive recently um and i mean i i have i have actually i've seen something but it's not porsche or porsche it's um someone's just told me on instagram so not far from where i live is a lamborghini dealership oh yep 
And I think you posted something on the display, other day, didn't you? Yeah, on display they have a yellow Mayura. Okay, firstly, and Mura, say it, Mura. Mura. Yeah. And I, I, I flip between Mayura and Mura, and it depends how I'm feeling. You've been in Italy. Sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I'm, I don't know why I say it. I don't even know which one's right, and I don't really care, but I just say one way or the other, depending on what the occasion is. But anyway, um, out for a walk, and I see it there, and... How pretty are they? It's bigger than you think. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. You just have to stand there staring at it. And I resisted going into the dealership to have a really close look. But someone just told me on, oh, who was it that told me on Instagram that it's Schmies. What? And he's sold it either to the dealership or it's for sale. I don't know. If he owned a Mura, I think it would make way on his channel. It would definitely be on his channel. And he doesn't buy stuff that old. Yeah, I don't know. So Look, you might be right. It might maybe, be his maybe uh, self-indulgence that's off off grid. It could be because he does he does buy mostly new stuff, or newer stuff. I would have. But to I don't say know. I mean, I, that I, that's just of, what I've heard. That's that year of Gandini design is just ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, but you got that. You got the Di Tommaso Pantera, the the uh, Mangusta, you know, Alpha Montreal. It's just you could just keep running off these cars that you know he's designed. It's just pretty car after pretty car, isn't it? Of of those, I think the most disappointing to drive is probably going to be the Alpha Montreal, isn't it? A two point six or two point nine liter V eight? I don't think so. That thing would that would be a zing a ding ding. I don't know. I just I I, I was reading about it oh, recently. No. If, you're gonna, if you're going to talk disappointing. I think the harsh yep. reality is the Mura is going to be the most disappointing drive because it's the oldest. I don't know, but do I have high expectations of it? I don't know if I, I look do. At the I thing. used to have high it expectations should be. It, look, firstly, it's got a transverse V12 in it. Not longitudinal, right? So <laughs> just, just say that. Just saying that sounds wrong. No wonder it's so big. <laughs> but... There's, Dude, that's there's, mad, isn't it? Yeah, there's an extremely low kilometre um, orange one in Melbourne at Dutton's, which is a notoriously exclusive uh, classic car dealership. And it is just so good looking. You know, like you look at the car and you think, this. you can see why people say it's the most beautiful car ever designed. You know, and it's a big call and it probably isn't, like, yeah. but it'd be, for me, definitely top five. You know, yeah, top five. The prettiest cars ever, you know. But a lot of people include pre-war cars in that statement, like, you know, Bugatti Atlantics and stuff like this. So each their own and what everyone thinks looks yeah. pretty, you know, because I think F40s look amazing, but it's a very brutal design that looks very basic, you know. So yeah. it's, that's just pure opinion. But I think universally the mirror is looked at as a pretty beautiful design, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the I'm a bit more biased, but I think the E Type, just yep. because of the flowing lines, the I shape, get it. Um, I get it. and it's another one. I think I used to have high hopes of what it would be like to drive, but I reckon it'd be disappointing. So if anyone's got one out there, I'd be happy to give it a go. E Types, just to you know, E-types. yeah, hmm. or Mura, Mayora, Mura. <laughs> 
Whichever one, I don't mind. Okay. I I was looking at, just before we... Hang on, no. I don't want to flip between topics like we do normally. Like I do normally. So I was about to talk about the 9-11 Dakar. Got it on my list. I always feel like saying, you know, the cheap aftershave Dracar Noir. <laughs> I always, and then it's, and then there's the, I, I know that people who listen to this watch Family Guy. And there's an episode of Family Guy, which is like the scene from Taken, and where he's on the phone with his, you know, yeah. specific set of skills. And the guy, Oh, you've just frozen on me, Ashmel. And the other end just... Oh, am I back now? I was suspecting this is going to happen because I could hear my voice delayed on your computer. No, you definitely... Okay, just for listeners, not only has Ashmel frozen, he's frozen, pulling a funny face. Oh, no, he's back. <laughs> you know what? I didn't connect it to my phone. Can and I you? just did it off can my broadband, which we... always had a blip. Can you do that while we're doing I can, this? I... I can, I, I can try, I can but try. This, by the way, this never happens on. You probably want to. We probably want to edit this bit out, but <laughs> this never happens on Microsoft Teams. It only ever happens on Zoom. <laughs> so I'm on the phone. I'm on video calls all, all day. day in this office. Yeah, in this office. Oh, on I this wonder if we use a different bandwidth. Never happens. It might because I've got a setting or something going on. No, I don't know. I think it's. It, it, it might be just something to do with Zoom. Well, if that's the case, I use Teams all day as well, Ashmel. So moving forward, why don't we use it? And that's the end of it. That's the end of our technical uh, podcast. Let's go back to cars. Yeah. The exactly. Hang on. I'm I'm not going to change it. By the way, we'll carry on. Uh, yeah. So the Dakar, or as the American podcast likes to call it, the Dakar. Yes, Dakar. Do you think it's because uh, it's like the like... car? Do you think that's why they say like that? The Dakar. No, it kind of, kind of sounds like a guitar. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, you know, like... Oh, the, you know, not like World Cup? Me. No, not the World Cup. No. Um, yeah, the Portugal, South Korea, uh, no, Portugal, Switzerland's on right now. Um, yeah, well, the, the, I was looking. The Dakar, I'd just like to talk about the bit that shocked me the most about it. Was that the fact that it's as much money as a GT3, but it's a GDS? How much is it over there? I'm I'm going to tell you the price of where it starts over here. Over five hundred thousand. What? Is that starting? Yes, that's that's not including that sixty thousand dollar graphic job you get on the car if you want that rough road slash Rothmans look and <laughs> yes. and a nastier interior. Yeah, you're not allowed to say Rothmans now because obviously cigarettes now and we have to whatnot. Edit it out, but... Thanks. Yeah. The uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, yeah. It, no, it we is... say it like this Rothman, Rothman, yeah. Rothman. Yeah. <laughs> Rothman's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but so... over here, so five hundred thousand. Hang on, five hundred thousand. Yeah. Starting. Yeah. Over there. Over. Yeah. yeah. So over here, it 200. starts at one hundred seventy-three thousand. One hundred seventy-three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's, in, that's, in, well, that's in line with your GD3 prices. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But 
what I will say. What is it? It's is this a road Sorry, car? The GDS is probably the best road car that they sell. And if this yeah. is based on that, it's probably going to be the best. You know, the, I, I get the impression this is the car that people would, who, the customer buys this would normally buy a high-end Cayenne, but they actually want a 911. They want the whole gutter clearance, drive crappy roads of which you have an abundance there. And, well, yes. you know, it, if it's got smart suspension, which knowing Porsche, it'll have smart suspension, right, that – it won't even feel that much different to a normal 911, but it'll give you the convenience of everyday bashing over shit. Not, yes. Not, not for I the think... off-road use. I just think everyday use and not having to worry about curbing your rims and doing all the dumb stuff that we do when we drive a daily car. It sort of makes a mockery of the whole the Porsche thing, the 911 thing, because yeah, if you go, well, actually, this is better because it's higher and it's got more bigger tires and stuff like that and you go well if if my if someone's got a gts or i've got my 996 yep. and if that was just a bit higher had bigger tires on it you know the suspension was a bit more forgiving and i could just hammer it around these country lanes that are horrible to drive they're you know potholed everywhere awful and then you think actually i don't care now i'm not gonna wreck my wheels it's comfortable i can get around any time of year amazing and, and so I don't. I don't really I know. Don't I, mean, same, I don't think it's the same customer, Ajmal. I don't. I don't. I don't know because there's also that thing of they're making a lot of them, so they're making quite a lot of two and a half thousand. Yeah, it's not that big. So enough. I. They'll make more GD3s than that. Yeah, that's true. But then I always thought there was, but there's no limit on the GT3s, though, is there? It's not limited. No, they, or they, they limit it by just stopping production when it suits them. Yeah, or not selling it to people who can afford it. Yeah, so there, there is there is a limit in that mm. they don't want to say a number to artificially inflate for flippers. Yeah. But there is a number. Well, They're um, just not telling us what that number is. Yeah, so it's almost like, well, it's just going to keep going. But then at the same time, if the, the slow rate of production and there's so few people that they sell it to, and then the 992.2 is on its way. And the, and, and that 170,000 pound is a natural um, filter for how many they'll sell. Yes. But, all, but also, I mean, don't you think they've just come up with just this plethora of models suddenly? They, they know, did the, it in 991. The, the RS. 997 well, wasn't innocent. They do exactly the same. No, but didn't they? Didn't they? They were more spread out, weren't they? It feels like there's a lot of them. You know, boom, 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 boom. Announcement after announcement after announcement about you know the RS, the uh, the Dakar, the uh, GT3, the GT3 Touring, all of these Carrera T, the Sport Classic. They all kind of came out, bang, 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 really quickly within the space of a few months. It's because you've got to get the 992. I think because you've got to get the 992.2 out. Because running, yeah, it's exactly. running late so now. All of these. Yeah, because all of these have to come out before the 992.2 comes out. But but then you've got that problem of all the people who've ordered these cars and they're going to take so long to deliver, are they all going to cancel them when the 992.2s come out and they haven't have taken delivery of their cars? I actually think, I, I, keep, I, I pondered this the other day about people who order cars whose delivery time is longer than the 
current model's life cycle. Yes. Ferrari's notorious for it, okay, as well as Porsche. Uh, Land Rover's going through this problem at the moment with Defender. Defender's due for a facelift any day now, and, you know, if you want to order a new Defender, actually, if you even want to order a Land Rover Discovery Sport, it's over two years' delivery now here in Australia. You know, so we're staring down the barrel of some... Yeah, we're sitting down the barrel of some, you know, they're not going to have those old parts on the production line in two years. So the what orders that are in place, that would have to be a discussion with the customer, wouldn't it, to say, look, we're actually going to have this, this, and this. Because my 356B, it's a T5 body, which is the new shape uh, body that came out in 1960, and before that was a 356A, which is a more traditional 356 that everybody sees and looks at. And I've got, I, I, outside of that body, just about everything in the car is an A. It wasn't until they brought out mm. a T6, which is the newer twin grille shape, smaller back window, a bigger back window, all these other things, that they moved to all the new components. So they pretty much use up as much old mechanical stuff, but keep back then... All, use all the old mechanical stuff moving forward, but if you had a an S, like if you bought a 1600S instead of a 1600, they'd use the new stuff on that, but continue to use the old stuff on the base model cars. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that, but they'll call you to say, look, Mark, you know that uh, Dakar you ordered, we're actually going to release a 992.2. We're going to put it on a new body, or do you still really want the old body? There'll be something like that will happen. It has to. Yeah, true, but I don't. I don't know. I mean, because they don't really make as many interchangeable parts anymore. I don't think. Oh, they'd be all. Were you kidding me? Why do you think that company's profitable? No, on the on the outside, on the outside, when it comes to yeah, lots of people like, upgrade. Look, look at the nine nine one. How many how many people upgraded to nine nine one point two head uh, tail lights and stuff like that? You know. Oh yeah, was, that's a, that's like oh, I don't know. I mean, now I think they'll they're going to change. They're going to. Well, I guess it's a two, isn't it? It's a dot two. If it yeah, was it's not a nine nine four, which is inevitably is yeah. what's going to come after it. Yeah, yeah, true. That is true. I mean, this is do, speculation do, do, anyway. Do, 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 yeah, do you want to hear any of the specs on it? I don't know if what I do care. you got. Well, just the that it's it does not sixteen what three point what two seconds. There'll be a lot of bonnet lift off for that yeah, for that number, I reckon. For that big oh, yeah. slushy suspension. Four seconds. Yeah, exactly. Three point four seconds. It's a three liter, and I'm, I'm not really I'm really not interested in the rest. <laughs> it's Is it available in a manual? No, I don't think it is. Because GDS yeah. is available in a manual, right? Yeah, yeah G- GTS a GDS Carrera Four is a manual option. I wonder whether or not they've got a. Wonder whether or not you can get a Dakar in manual. I don't think it is because I did hear somewhere that it wasn't available in the manual, which is weird considering it. If you're taking it off road, that it's not a manual with the first gear. That's a crawler. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's all a bit. I'll tell you what, it doesn't. It doesn't really. There's not many cars that you know give me the fizz. And by the way, the fit the fizz is a thing. And 
James May just brought it back into the common lexicon. I don't, I don't know who James May is. James May from Top Gear. You know who he is. <laughs> the, you know, the mophead guy. And uh, it's just like Tango and Cash brought Fubard back into the common lexicon, but it's actually in use since World War II. You know Fubard, don't you? Fubard. Yes. Yeah. You being a, you having a military past, you, of course you know it. Sure. Uh, so for anyone listening, that's fucked up beyond all recognition. And the fizz. Do I need to explain what the fizz is? I don't know because people might just turn let's, off. Let's get back to topic. Do we go with it or just go off the topic? No. Tell us what cars, why it is or is not giving you the fizz, this car. Well, why isn't it? Yeah, it's... Um, it's one of those cars where you think, I don't know who's going to buy that. And also, it's if I'm a fan, like you said, I'm a fan of a 911 and everything it stands for, then suddenly this 911 stands for a whole load of different things. Normally, you'd think, actually, I'm blown away because I never would have thought that they would do that. And I was probably more excited, not fizzing, excited about, not excited, interested in seeing what they were going to produce and now that i've seen it i think it's something to do with the fact that it's big and monstrous looking and if you look at the older one the one that ken block has his name on uh, um it's more sort of smaller it it just has something about it that's different maybe it's maybe it's with time that it'll become better or it'll age well i don't know well i'll throw i'll put my two cents worth here, and that is if I had a 911 as my daily, not my special car, mm. I would consider one. Money, no object, of course, right? Because it is a yep. lot of money, a lot. It's all the money, okay? So yep. I would definitely, I, like, if I was to have a 911 as my daily, I would, I'd say that's, an, it's a no-brainer for me, 100%. I mean, because if, I, if I'm buying a 911 as my special car, it's a GD3. So that's, yeah, where, that's, that's where I'm at in my head. Would I buy this over a GDS? I reckon I would. I like the idea of, you know, because of, unless that GDS was my only Porsche, then I would get a, a normal mm. GDS at manual, you know. So it just depends what, I think everyone's a bit different. Getting an allocation, again, is problematic for this car if you actually do want one. So it's existing Porsche yep. customers that are going to be buying it. Although they say it, you know, it's not for the average or, you know, it's it's going to introduce new people to the brand. It's not because those people can't buy it. Yeah. So yeah. all that aside, where's it? I'll tell you where it misses for me as a car. Hmm. I think it should. Uh, you should be able to jack it up even higher if needed. You should be able to spec it uh, with a club sport package, not the full rally pack. So just put the buckets in and a cage, half cage. I think that should be an option. Uh, I think also that it should come with an off. You should be able to get an off road kit of some sort where you've got uh, you can let the tyres up and down from inside the car without getting out and doing it. You know, there's a couple of little things here that I think would give it a bit more 
usability for what was intended, even though we all know the reality is very few of them be used used as intended. Yeah. The uh, it doesn't look to me. It hasn't got enough plastic cladding around it that can be replaced. You know, like off road um, things where they could yeah. pump the wheels out a bit further, widen the track, and put plastic um, flare flares on the guards, something like that, to make it a bit more big, big front mud flaps, something like that. I think anyway. That's that's what I think. I think it should come standard with the uh, roof mounted spare wheel too. You know what's going to happen? People are going to buy it. They're going to take it out on that one day that it snows. Crash it. And that's it. Then get their detail guy in. And they'll never And speaking of the spare wheel, speaking of the spare wheeler on the wheel on the roof. Yeah, let's talk roof racks. I don't, I don't know if you saw that <laughs> they got for, for my birthday, which which isn't it isn't my birthday yet. But um my wife got me the vintage speed roof rack for my 912, and I I giggled like a little girl when it when I opened the box, I was so happy. But then she gave it to me earlier because for the Christmas she said tree. you might want to go and get the Christmas tree. Yeah, exactly. And then all I could think was, oh, but they're going to salt the roads any day now. Plus, I'd have to get it fixed because it's broken. Um, and then Maybe I thought, next no, year, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I thought, I'll do it. I'll just go and get it fixed. And then it was sub-zero and the roads locally got salted. And I thought, no, it's not worth it not worth it i'd literally go and get it get it fixed rack on get the christmas tree take it back to storage and no so it's gonna be next year but i'm incredibly happy with my present yeah i'm so looking forward to seeing the photo of it on next year it's gonna be it's gonna be all over instagram with the roof rack on and i want to get some steel wheels uh but obviously it needs some fixing first yep that needs to happen um, you should color code. Are you sure we wheels. shouldn't ex- color code? Yeah, to the body. No. Yes. No. Yes. Albert Blue. That's madness. I know. That's why you should do it. Well, we're going to put a roof rack on oh, the thing no. while we're talking madness. No. No. Well, um, I, I was talking to Simon Simon Jessup about it, the photographer. Yes. And he and he he made a very valid point, and he went, "This car, these channels." roof channels were never made to have a roof rack on and he said you know the car's like 60 years old <laughs> you don't know what's under there yeah, don't put a tent so, on do it you really want... nobody said yeah do you really want to be driving down the motorway with this thing being pulled back by resistance yeah they are water so, yeah. channels not load-bearing roof rack channels exactly so they might just be you know for uh, an aesthetic for effect aesthetic. yeah exactly so, like the steel wheels, but I feel like we, like the steel wheels, yeah. Because I, I obviously I'd keep the original wheels because they're the original Hart Fuchs wheels, sure, with a four point five offset, so they're very tucked in. Mm-hmm. But I would like wheels that fill the arch because you can. I feel like you can obviously see that it's a nine twelve because of that. But that's it's part of its charm. It's like when I put the skinny wheels on back it on the three fifty six. I really like looking at those, you know wheel size of an era yes so i i feel like i would appreciate these more if i had another set yes okay yeah yeah, so yeah you're right. set filled oh, yeah, it out. That's, that's great yeah, it's a good statement i think you might be right so i'd use it 
And then every now and again, you'd go, no, you know what? Fancy changing that out. Go to a few shows. Mm -hmm. It'd be really good. Yeah, good one. So I have to build a garage first, though. So that's the big problem. And I've had some work done, but that's to come. My wife has banned me from getting a digger. I think I said that before, even though they have a roll cage. Um, <laughs> but things I'll get myself killed. And so I'm going to have to get somebody to do that. But I want to have that done for next summer because all the time that I was off work, that entire length of time, 16 months, um, I didn't have access to my 912 because it was in storage sure. or my MG or... Yep. The only car I had access to was a heap of shit, you know, Boxster. Yes. Well, hey, we started on the Dakar before. Yes. Do you want to roll straight into the career rat? Or career T? What? The, the career oh, rat. Um, the career rat, yes. Um, yeah, haven't we spoken about a little bit about this, about no one's actually going to buy it as the Carrera T that it was kind of sold they, as? People are just going to spec it out to be they, normal. They're going to try a GDS, the poverty pack, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. And then you just think, well, what's the point? Okay, that's but it. Down the is top anybody going to buy it? Yeah, yeah let me just put a line through Carrera. Are we not... Are we not um, do, we, do we definitely say, I don't need to explain what the fizz is, because... Is, I always think that's just an English thing, but it's not, is it? Are the you referring to the excitement a car gives you when you drive it? Yeah, but okay. but it's like everybody knows what the fizz is, don't they? Don't they? Yeah, I can't imagine they wouldn't. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's, but I think the people would understand if I said it's fizzing of the gooch. Fizzing of the gooch? I don't know that bit. Do you not know that? Do you no. Not? Do you know what the what the gooch is? It's the gooch is the bit that fizzes. Just <laughs> yes, this is taking a dark it's... turn. Okay. No, no, it's uh, if, if anyone's easily offended, you'd probably just turn off. Now. I shouldn't be telling all about you know three of our uh, our three listeners to turn off, but that if it's fizzing, people say the fizzing is you know it's a fizzing feeling behind your testicles. Yes, but that that piece of your body between your testicles and your anus is called the gooch. Okay. Now, the... Uh, anyway, moving on swiftly. If I say the word Bathurst, do you know what that means? Yes. In Australia? Mount Panorama yes, Racetrack? Well, yes, I've heard of it. Sure. But I wouldn't say I know tons about it. Yeah, okay. So It's, it's, a, it's like, well, it's very well known. It's a globally well-known racetrack. It goes up a mountain, down a mountain, each lap, right? It's about six kilometres or so off memory. Well, this week, a GT2 RS broke the production car lap record there. And that's saying something because production cars are the cars used in the Bathurst 12-hour. So we talk, yeah, we're talking against Bentleys, Lambos and all this sort of stuff, you know, R8s and that type of thing. So a GT2 RS uh, knocked a couple of seconds off the lap record this week, which is wowza. Wow. But is that more because those racing cars are bound by rules? And of course it is. GT they definitely have some impact. But the GD2 RS is a road car. Yeah, that is true. That is, yeah. Well, hmm. it's, it is a road car, but... Well, put it this way, it's, it's still slower than a cup car. Yeah. 
but as a production car, hmm. production race car, and that's competing against Hurricane STOs, which are production race cars, and against you know everything else that's a you know Bentley Speeds and all that sort of stuff. All those other cars that are supposed to be rocket ships that are, that are built, you know, track special road cars that these other brands make. Anyways, mm. it's a pretty big that, deal. That, I mean, that is that is that is a big deal, and I think there's there's going to be more of that, isn't there? As as we as you get to the end of a run for the cycle of an iteration of nine eleven, well, that's when a nine nine one. How all of these cars? The, uh, the GT two, yeah, GT two RS. So it's a you know we're talking a twenty eighteen car now. That's four or five years old. Coming up five years old. Oh yeah. Sorry, for a second there, I thought you said GT3 RS. No, no, GT2RS. Wow. Mm. Wow, that yeah. is impressive. And it's owned by a privateer, not by a team. The car that did it. Wow. And was it a standard car? Well, a standard as a car can be that is a, a GT2RS. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, unmodified. Yeah, yeah like it's not hasn't had like, you know, it's not a 1500 horsepower monster turbo modified <laughs> car or anything like that. It's probably got a lazy eight hundred or whatever they come out of the factory with. Oh my god, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yep, yep. it is getting a bit silly. Yes, it is getting silly. Um, on my list of stuff for us to talk about here, Ashmel. Oh, you got any more um, Porsche talk? Uh, not not just yet. No. Oh, hang on. What are you saving it for? Oh, no, I just it's just whether we should talk about it or not. But you hit me with what you were to say. I just want to talk about the podcast in general for the listeners. Okay. We've plateaued. How are we going to grow our listener base to this podcast? Hmm. I want some input well, from the listeners on this. What do you guys want to hear from us besides our normal ramblings and crapping on? I reckon people will want to hear about. People will want us to go and drive different cars. I reckon and get a real world opinion. I'm not, I'm not talking about these out of reach, um, brand new enthusiast cars. Over there, half a million dollars. Yeah, you know, cars that are attainable for people like me and you, and for a lot more people than a brand new Dakar or. A, an RS or a GT3 or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. perhaps a, a real world experience. Because at the moment, Great you know, there's there's a lot of that stuff out there, but it's more kind of I don't know. You know, even when I, I'm bored of the, because as people will know, I've stopped. I haven't made any YouTube videos for weeks and weeks, probably months. And it's more because the stuff that I watch, it's become that you know you they're talking to the camera it's not like they're talking to you if that makes sense sure you know when when they when they're just chatting away there's some of them that are it is like you know like you're talking to them and, and i'd like to think that when you and i are talking now that other people who listen to this feel like they're at the table with us yeah like yep. you know going out for a coffee or a beer or something and and i'm sure that when we say something that's so ridiculous or so stupid certainly from me that they're probably talking to their phone or whatever saying, don't be such an idiot. No, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. And I feel I'd like to think that we invite people into that. But there's a lot of YouTube videos now that 
just the tone of voice, the pace of talking, it's like they're talking to the camera and not talking to people, if that Got makes it. sense. And, I, and I've kind of, kind of it, it's turned me off that a little bit. So, but there's, but there are a lot of people out there that I really like. You know, I really like the stuff that Johnny Smith does on the Late Break Show, Ratarossa. I really like that stuff. Um, and I'll still every now and again watch, you know, movies or something like that. Um, the car trek thing's a bit too far done. I think. Well, why don't we? Uh, I considered we're going to have to do this at different timing because of the time of the day. I'm I'm now recording these for me. But maybe we should do an episode where one of us is actually driving a car and actually be out in the car while we're doing the episode. Yeah, we could do that. That would be actually really good. We could probably like we could, that out on Instagram Live and stuff like that as well. Yeah, we could we could probably uh, pre-record a review of a car whilst we're doing it. That's I think could be pretty straightforward and slot that into the uh, podcast here, which I know, you know, that's half course for a lot of podcasters, but I'm thinking about where we could do it uniquely. Uh, and when, you know, when, you know, you could do it from your car and when it breaks down, we can talk you through the, uh, how you're going to get home and <laughs> the reset procedure. <laughs> uh, turning it off and on again. Yeah, I think I think that's a great idea. I think let's uh, let's get more let's get more car con- let's get more in car content going. And also, um, I think I think we've had a great series of guests. We have. I really do. Um, Interest- and, interestingly, though, you know, though, these types of episodes we're doing right now rate as highly in our in our uh, podcast ratings. I guess the the it can become more informative, but they, you know the stuff that we have with bernard i mean it was just so engrossing the that stuff was such that great storytelling you know every it? time he's i know and every time he tells you something you're like what you know it's again and again he's just telling you this amazing stuff and you just think i, I want to be that guy <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know and yeah. then you know when you hear from lara bart coolest guy in the world yeah um you know all of these guys, it's it's really awesome stuff. And obviously, we, you know, we got we got Magnus <laughs> and Patrick and Patrick. That you that was a huge, you know, kudos to you. That was huge. Um, and you know, when we had Brock on as well. I mean, it, you know, it says a lot that when we had Brock on, that we did a whole like almost ninety minutes. Yeah, just did not talk about cars. Yeah, barely did. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of thing where it's kind of, and we don't do, we don't do interviews. We're not very good at interviews. No, we're and good. I don't not. think we, exactly. And I, and I feel like, you know, we, we always tend to go on to topics that people weren't expecting, like talking about cooking with Magnus, you know, it, that <laughs> yep. kind of stuff. Yep. It's, it, I really like that. And I like that kind of organic way the conversation goes. We don't have a massive list of stuff that we would go through. Um, but I think we need some ideas about guests as well from the listeners. Yeah, let's see. Who do you want to hear from? Or is it, are there previous guests you'd like to hear from again? Yeah, definitely. We've got, a, um, we've got a few guests lined up, upcoming guests who are, uh, you know, hopefully going to be on the channel in the coming couple of weeks. I suspect that the most feedback we're going to get about the podcast is can you just do it consistently 
Yes. Uh, yes. And apologies for that. It's not it's, just you. It's both of us. We, We've both got lives to live and yeah. jobs to do. Well, actually, in saying that, if enough listeners listen, we could fix that problem. Yes. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because um, when it's... I mean, the amount of times we've organised a slot and one of us has gone, can't do I it. can't make that time sure. at the last minute. And, and you know, the amount of times, because obviously it's my evening. Yes. So something's come up for you that day and you think, oh, I can't get up. i got to leave the house. I can't do mm-hmm. it. Yes. Uh, whereas I'm sat in the evening and I'll go, yeah, I can crack open a bottle of wine now. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of thing. And, you know, and vice versa, where it's in the evening and I'm, I'm, in London or something, and I've got to go and meet somebody late in the evening to do with my work that I'll have to do the next day or I have to stay yeah, over yeah. or something like that. So there's always something happening. But you're right. If there was a thing that you thought, you know what, I can't, there's there's X amount of thousands of listeners that I can't let down, I have to do it, then, um, yeah, it becomes a very different proposition. Spike and Zuckerman are like clockwork. Yes, they are. I know. And they've both got jobs that might be have as more people dependent on them than us. No, I don't know. I can't believe that for a second. <laughs> anyway, Mike's always, that they're also trying to go pro at tennis. But I have been listening to their stuff. It's um, should, maybe we should see if one of them wants to come on our podcast. Actually, they're going to go. Who? What? But you, we should. Let's do it. Let's get Zuckerman on first. I want to ask him legal advice. He's, uh, he doesn't come across as a sort of guy that uh, floats between podcasts. I know, but I love the fact that he's kind of like a left-leaning, grumpy guy. <laughs> and you just think that, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it kind of speaks to me that. With an amazing car collection. I know. Anyway. And it's just that also, you know, when he's got his... Um, the E's got an E-type. That makes me happy. He has a lovely E-type. It looks even better without the white walls on it. But um, I know. that aside, it's coming to that time of the day where I'm going to have to go and start work. I'm going to go and have to drink a glass of wine. <laughs> Good on you. I'm surprised you don't have one in your hand before we start. No, I haven't because uh, my wife came in late today from work ah, and I don't want do to it. drink by myself. Yep. No problemo. Um, so you wouldn't be, Ajmo. You'd be drinking with me and our four listeners. That is true. So I think it's five now. If anybody out there uh, would like to contribute some input, reach out to Ajmal or I through our social media handles. Ajmal being flat cap driver, me being Mark and Cars. That's Mark with a C. And Mark with a C doesn't mean Kark, by the way. And... We will go and put some of this stuff in action because we're going to take this podcast to the next level, Ajmal. Yep, we're going stratospheric. We are going off the Richter scale, or at least we're going to try. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. We're going to register on the Richter scale, I mean. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody, and we're going to catch you very soon. Have a great day.